Did you really want to spend more than 10 minutes talking about Incredible Hulk, though? The death of the Incredible Hulk? Nope. Nope. Let's get into that journey into mystery as we talk about a movie that Ian has been excited about since we started talking about the non-MCU Marvel movies. We're talking about Blade from 1998. Yes. Yes. We had quite the jump from 1995 to 1998. Yeah, I mean, there's a little dormant period, and after Generation X, I think everybody needed a second <laughs> to go, hold on, let's rethink this, maybe we call Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I think they were like, you know what, how about we just stick to the animated stuff for our Marvel stuff at this point? I think that's doing well enough. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad choice, not a bad choice. So to uh, talk about Blade 1998, we have a very special guest. Someone we both love, Rafa. Mm -hmm. That's me. Some of you might have known me. I call by a little moniker called Mobile Rafi. I think that's because I'm trying to create entertainment on the go, whether it's action figures or anything else. But one thing that I'm always talking about is passion. And whether you watch my YouTube, you check me out on Twitter, or even some of the the articles that I write for Geek Elite, um, passion is really important. And I got to say, as a kid growing up, movies just take you to a new world. And Blade mm -hmm. did that for me. And I will be very upfront with you amazing audience out there. I am a bit biased because this movie, <laughs> I there are things about this movie that, yeah, aren't the best. You could argue that. I'm not going to defend everything. But this movie elicits something in me that reminds me of why it was so cool and why it felt so good to be a kid. Because this is one of those super... Oh, first of all, this is a superhero movie. But really, Blade is just so damn cool. From the way that he's introduced, and we'll get into that, but this is a character that just eludes, just showcases exactly why cool is so awesome. This is someone that just dresses amazingly. Somebody who just is a man of few words, but every time he's on screen, he just captures who you are. And then he just kills a bunch of vampires. And being a kid <laughs> and watching all that blood and gore is just so exciting. And this movie just did so many things for me. So I'm so excited to talk about this movie <laughs> because it's a place of passion for me because this is kind of where it all started. Without Blade, we wouldn't have the MCU, I don't think. Because this got us into a new area where Blade was popular. People did like this movie. And I feel like this is what Ghost Rider wanted to be. And they they failed miraculously. Because that <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> Blade, no, everybody thinks it's X Men that started in two thousand. The two thousand <clears throat> that that got us the the MCU as we know it. But the few of us know Blade nineteen ninety eight. It made it possible for for X Men and Spider Man to come out in two thousand two thousand one, and then from there on, the big money came in, and they were like, oh uh, oh, these comic book <laughs> movies can actually make money. Okay, we're gonna treat it a little bit serious now. 
Um, the the sequels get maybe a little bit lost in the shuffle, but I'm still here for them. I think they're great. Well, same here. They same were here. fun. Like there was there was nothing uh, nothing awful about it. Hey, real quick because this hasn't happened while we're streaming. Hey, Magic Bollocks, thank you for that. Like, thank you for the Prime Gaming sub, my guy. I appreciate you. <laughs> Welcome in. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, we're streaming, by the way, anybody who's not watching this live. that That's right. We're streaming. Uh, yeah. But before before we get into talking about Blade, we're going to talk about a little Marvel MCU trailer that dropped earlier this week. Uh, it, I, I'm calling it an, a slate announcement trailer because at the end of this trailer, we got to find out the dates and titles of like four new movies. Four movies that we didn't know we were going to be getting. Four movies that we are super happy about. And then one tease that just, I think, blew everything else out of the water. So, uh, before we get to that, what was, the, like, the beginning part's all about, you know, Stan Lee, over, like, voiceover. They're using footage from all the different Marvel movies that we've seen so far. And then they use the uh, bootleg... <laughs> The someone sneaking a camera into the movie theater for Endgame as mm-hmm. Captain America hears on your left and you know everybody starts cheering in the audience and then he calls the the mule near back to him and says assemble and the crowd goes wild like what they use moment. someone else's bootleg video <laughs> <laughs> to go ahead and put into their trailer like I love it do you think someone comes up and is like wait that was mine I, I shot that you're not allowed to use it <laughs> Here comes the lawsuit that they think <laughs> countersued for. <laughs> and I, I think that in itself is a privilege just because, I mean, the, the MCU movies have been cultivated with such care for us, the fans. There's never been anything like it, and I don't think there'll ever be anything like it either. I mean, looking at this past year with, you know, we had so many amazing shows that did not stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones. And it's it's one of those things that it's really hard, you know, a, a set of films, what was it, like 22, 23? 23. Around there? Yeah. Right? Movies culminating into a satisfying conclusion that unanimously, for the most part, was loved by everyone. Like, that in itself is something that is is already so impossible to do, especially in today's world with just the constant um, belittlement that we see on social media so the fact that, you know, we could experience that and yeah, there were those moments. I remember back in Infinity Wars, the moments where Thor comes and just the crowds screaming and enjoying that moment. The moment in Endgame where, you know, Cap gets Mjolnir for the first time. And those are those moments. Seeing that movie in theaters, I, I saw Endgame by myself. I just wanted to go see it by myself. I didn't invite anybody, but the, the theater was full. And just experiencing that with complete strangers is one of the greatest feelings I've ever felt. And this slate of films, as you put, Mitch, it it's such a celebration because they're so good at creating that hype and that emotion within us from seeing those moments and seeing who's been around. I mean, it just gave me goosebumps being able to hear the music swell and seeing some of these characters that, you know, I loved reading about when I was a kid and now seeing them in new forms in the films. And it just it's such a delight. You know, there's so many things that are wrong with the world and we're not going to fix everything. 
but these are movies that allow us to escape and allow our imagination to get that much stronger so that in the future we can maybe create something. Kind of even with this podcast, right? We're creators. We enjoy making something. We enjoy... It's kind of that concept in psychology because I am a psychology major, not to show off or anything, <laughs> but it's, it's that idea, right? When you do research, what's the purpose of research? The purpose of research is to share. You share that. When we read something, when we watch something, we come here to share it with people because that feeling that we get feels so good. It's like a virtual, it's like an emotional hug that we wrap around other people. And yeah, we're going to have haters around us, but I think this specific um, trailer was so good at giving a hug to everybody, letting them know, hey, thank you so much for this ride. It's not over yet. Let's keep going. And that's beautiful. We're ready. We're ready is what they're saying. Come join yeah, us. I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on anybody, after, especially after what Rafa just said. It was beautifully stated. But I've been ready since last March. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how many times has Black Widow just? Oh, it's been pushed back and back. It's been oh, pushed man. so far. We got through all I mean, of the MCU and half of the non MCU. So I'm surprised we still got new mutants, and that that was insane. That was insane. <laughs> so here is the slate coming up for the movies that we already knew that we were getting: Black Widow, July 9th, 2021. Cross your fingers, bar any other giant catastrophe happening in the world. We get to watch it. We get to watch it July 9th. Uh, quick, quick, quick. Like, how excited are you about those? Is it just the hype of being able to go see a Marvel movie again, or are you actually hyped about Black Widow? I'm actually hyped about Black Widow, but I think at this point it's been overshadowed by the hype for just another MCU movie. I, I think I'm right Black there with Widow you. has been snubbed for way too long. So it's about time we get her movie, but like, just let me see another piece of the thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat with that. Well, with me, it's like seeing the first couple of trailers, it looked good. It looked like another Marvel film. And I was, I'm always down to have another one of those, but it wasn't until like the most recent trailer, the way that they utilized, like, again, memories of what happened before and just seeing some of those emotional swells with the music when she explodes out of that helicarrier, just some of the, the transitions that they used. Even the moment where we have uh, David Harbour just saying, my girls are strong, or whatever he says, right? I got chills and goosebumps, and that made me go, yup, I'm so down. I'm ready to cry because I know what happens at the end. <laughs> Plus Taskmaster. How can you be upset about Taskmaster? You know what? You exactly. know I'm there for Taskmaster all day, every day. Mm-hmm. All day. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September 3rd, 2021. Uh, I mean, I am still not super hyped after that trailer like i loved the beginning of the trailer the end of the trailer not so much the fight in the in the bus and i talked about this uh last week with ian uh the fight in the bus just looks looks a little too unfinished for me it looks a little too rubbery in the in the in the fight scene maybe it's just the the computer screen i was looking at but it just didn't look right so uh how about the two of you fingers crossed that that's just like like early post stuff that they that they decided to show us and it's gonna crisp up um i don't know much about the source of this like of the movie so i'm just excited to go on an adventure yeah exactly what ian said same here it's not very familiar with the character i've got some reading to do which i'm excited about i'm excited that we have some more again i love diversity and so building this up and i'm hoping we get that that awesome martial arts film and just the culture and just what that's going to build and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be great. I just don't want, 
I don't want Netflix Danny Rand to show up. <laughs> Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Now, you, you talked about Shang-Chi not knowing anything about him. I know absolutely nothing about the Eternals. I know more about Shang-Chi, and that's barely anything. So... Uh, the cast on this is amazing. And now they can add to the fact that we got to see a little bit of it in this like first look trailer. Like we got to see, uh, Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, uh, uh, not Kit Harrington, but, um, played his brother, his, his, ha- his stepbrother, his half brother in, in game of Thrones. He's playing oh, a Rob Stark. Yeah. Rob Stark. Rob Stark. That, that guy. Yeah. 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 I know names. Check. <laughs> Jack, come on, this is what you're here for. Give me the name, please. I mean, if Magic Box is still in there, he knows the name and he's he's not telling it to me. But we got to see him, you know. Richard Madden. Richard, Richard Madden. Madden, thank you. Thank so, you, Rafa. I'm looking at you, chat. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> and before before you continue, Mitch, fucking Richard Madden. Handsome as hell. I'm so excited to see him. I love him as Rob Stark. God forbid, I miss him so much. I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> he's back. Mm-hmm. But you also have to uh, take into account that this is directed by Chloe Zhao, now Academy Award winning director yep. Chloe Zhao. Yep. Like that's going to be on a trailer and poster for the Eternals. Marvel's The Eternals. It's oh, I'm sorry, it's not The Eternals anymore. It's just Eternals. It's Marvel's Eternals, and it's going to have academy award director like that hypes me up so much for this movie and i'm stoked on that because a that's awesome for them right like absolutely win your award do your thing but that and that lends just so much more legitimacy to the mcu where it, there's still the holdouts they're like eh, it's comic book eh, whatever man it's not <laughs> art <laughs> but you have like an academy award-winning director on a project like t- tell me again how it's not how well, it's, it's not it's not, not legitimate right yeah how, tell yeah. me how it's not legitimate anymore like these are the <laughs> highest grossing movies of all time and everybody from age 3 to 83 loves them i'm i'm sorry i'll i'll step that back because you know these are they're they're movies sure but they're they're not films it's not cinema you know I'm what? I'm okay that. There was sarcasm all the way through that. I yeah. hope you could detect that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're not Citizen Kane, but they're still pretty good. <laughs> no, but they're Citizen Pain. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> then we move on to Spider Man No Way Home, December 17, 2021. That's four MCU movies in six months. That's insane. <laughs> that's I feel like insane. I've gone so long without any food, and now, and now the MCU is feeding me. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Malfoy in chat here just said, "Citizen Kane is old and boring." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I'm not. I'm not going to. I mean, he's only, not wrong. Only good vibes. Only good vibes on the stream. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I mean. Where do they go after Far From Home? I, 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 I couldn't tell you. Like, No Way Home is going, going to be crazy. And if they're going to, you know, integrate any more of other outside characters that we don't know yet, it's, it's, it's going to blow my mind. So here's, here's my, my real quick elevator pitch on what No Way Home is going to be. 
No Way Home, and this isn't a meme. I see you, Mitch. I see you. <laughs> no Way Home is going to be a Catch Me If You Can style Spider-Man romp. Who's playing where, the Tom Hanks character? Um, I, I don't know. Your boy. Who else would it be? <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Willem Dafoe. He's gonna come back. Oh, I would okay. love that. All right, I would love that. But um, so he's now wanted for murder. Uh huh. And so he's just a wanted spider criminal, and uh, he's out there jumping from place to place using like like laying low here, meeting this person, and evading the law there. And it all culminates with him getting reached out to by, by our girl Val, and now he's going to be in the Dark Avengers with U.S. Agent because he just needs a way to, to, to not be under arrest anymore. Only if, only if uh, Tom Hardy's um, Eddie Brock shows up and says, here, take this black suit from me. Like Then he gets <laughs> to be in the Dark Avenger. I, I'm all for it. I don't know, or you know, that's again elevator pitch, whatever, do with it what you will. But like, I it could be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see that happening, possibly. I I don't know, just just like you said, Mitch, I have no idea where it's gonna go with this and like all of the hype and all of the speculation. Oh, we got Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and this and that. And it's you'd think that one of the other Avengers would just show up and go, like, Oh, no, nah, I believe this kid. He's okay. They just clear it up. But of course, then we wouldn't have a movie. Unless unless they do Endgame where like they, they resolve that issue in the first like 10 minutes. And then it does <laughs> something else. Yeah, honestly, if uh, <clears throat> if Sam or Bucky wants to show up coming off a of Winter Soldier and be like, no, I trust this kid. He kicked my ass at an airport once. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he knows I'd be his down, business. Like, yeah, he kicked my ass and didn't kill me with a gun. <laughs> so like... I yeah. I want that to be a thing. Okay. <laughs> so we got after that <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. We don't really have much information on that. Uh we didn't get to see any footage of it. Um stories that came out this past week from Kevin Feige is that Doctor Strange was supposed to show up in WandaVision and those commercials that were happening during the sitcoms were supposed to be messages from Doctor Strange to Wanda to try and break her out of her her trance or her her spell or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so Wanda showing up in, in Doctor Strange is is even more cemented at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that's that's what happens. That'd be great. Yes, and then yeah. we get we get like the first mention of of Doom. Because he's out there running around being like, what's magic? I got to learn. And uh, that, yeah, everybody shows up in a room and they're like, you got to stop. And like, I can't stop. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> then we have Thor Love and Thunder, May 6, 2022. Mm. Uh, I mean, who's not excited about this? I mean, we're getting Jane Foster Thor. Like, yeah. yes. boom. We're getting Bale. Raise- Christian Bale is a bad guy. We're getting Beta Ray Bill. We're getting uh, probably you know Fat Thor again. Yep. So <clears throat> I have I have a bone to pick with you real quick, Mitch, about Beta Ray Bill. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I have I have a bone to pick with you. Um, on the Geek Elite social uh, social media pages, oh. if you haven't followed them, you need to go follow them. They're pretty fun. Um, a meme was posted with uh, Beta Ray Bill and Moon Knight. 
and nobody tagged me in this. You know who you have to blame for this? Because I don't do Daniel. the memes. I, yep, that's right. <laughs> you blame Daniel. You go find. You go seek out Super Commie Daniel on Twitter, and you say, "Hey, this isn't right." Hey, I have an arrangement. <laughs> uh. Um is is Chris Hemsworth gonna be in Thor, or is he gonna be in Guardians Three? Both. He's going to be in both. <laughs> be in both. We're gonna have Guardians. We're going to have Guardians in uh, Thor Love and Thunder also. So awesome. yeah. I'm so excited for that. Yep. God. <laughs> uh, after that, now we get into the new stuff. The stuff that we didn't know about. A mere three months later. Three months, two months later. Because we're going into July. From May to July. July 8th, 2022. We're getting Black Panther Wakanda forever. You know, yes. Obviously, the, the, the whole that Chadwick Boseman is going to be leaving in our hearts. It's going to be a hard thing to fill, but uh, Wakanda Forever, which is is interesting because when Ryan Coogler came out and gave that one script to uh, uh, Kevin Feige on stage, it was called, I believe it was called Black Panther uh, Two Kings. So that means they've had to change, they they definitely had to change up the story that he was writing. So I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm excited for that one. I'm nervous because I just want it to be, I want it to be good. Like to look at an MCU movie and be like, oh, I just want it to be good. I feel like it's a little, a little silly at this point. Cause they're going to be fun. Mm-hmm. But just with the, with the air around it of Chadwick Boseman, like it's, it's gotta be. Yeah. Y'all, y'all got, y'all got to bring it for that one. And however you handle, uh, however you handle that, needs to be i don't have word for that it just it has to it has to be (laughs) it's it's just going to be yeah it's got it's got to be great so Mm -hmm. i'm all for it i can't wait to see it um and you know we're also going to be getting a uh what kind of tv series on disney plus at some point after that so that's going to be interesting um november 11th 2022 the Marvels, a sequel to Captain Marvel. Now, we know that we're going to be getting Ms. Marvel as a TV show before that, and there's already leaked pictures of the actress dressed in her uh, Ms. Marvel outfit. That means, with the title of The Marvels, it could mean that we're getting Captain Marvel, Karen Danvers, Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, one character we just saw in WandaVision, I can't remember her name. She goes. She might be going by Spectrum. Uh, yep. No. I. Monica Rambo. There it is. Monica Rambo. I was Rambo. like, it's Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, And I heard someone else throw this out there because I don't want to take credit for it. But what if they introduce Blue Marvel, uh, the character that in the Marvel universe that was like retroactively introduced last, not too long ago, in the last decade. You know, he's he's basically a Superman-like character, uh, but he's also a scientist, and he's been kept secret for a very long time. I, I brought him up a few times when we were talking about WandaVision, when we were talking about the astrophysicist that, that she could have been talking to. Like, this was this this character could be introduced here, and I'd be all for it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd, that'd be great to see. I'm, I'm excited for the Marvels. I think this, anything where it's team-ups... I'm always down for it because that adds so many elements of just that camaraderie. And I love like buddy cop type films. So, you know, just buddy cop, but superheroes, I'm down. 
<laughs> I mean, I honestly wondered where they were going to go with the sequel to Captain Marvel when they were going to come out with it. Like, it, I, I did, I had no idea, and I'm, I'm all for this. Yeah. So, re- real quick, jump back real quick because Rafa said buddy cop movies. Uh-huh. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is actually just going to be a buddy cop film where Nova comes to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and spider-man and nova are just like hey what up about like where nova's like the straight edge cop who takes no nonsense and spider-man is just like the not so angry loose cannon cop that doesn't play by the rules because he doesn't know the rules <laughs> Tom Holland. I'll, I'll, I'll join you in this conspiracy and say i think that this movie is just going to be a shot for shot remake of shane black's uh the nice guys with <laughs> Ryan Gosling playing in Spider-Man spandex and um, Russell uh, Crowe Russell Crow being Nova. It's just a, just a Nova suit. It's just a shot for shot remake of that film. I'd, I'd watch that. I'd watch that all day. You said <laughs> in my head, it was the other guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Yes. I was like, Ryan Gosling was in that movie. But both are fantastic, and I want both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Malfoy loved that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Proceed then, with the list. Then in February 17th, 2023, I mean, this is all the way up to 2023 now, we're getting the third Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, obviously, we're going to be going... We're going to be going deep. We're going to be going deep into that uh, quantum verse and seeing what else is there for us to to explore. And if my me, if what I I said ahead. was true about uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, where they're making hints at a certain team of four, that would definitely lead into what happens at the end of this trailer. But what were you about to say, Rafa? I was going to say, give me more Paul Rudd inject that right into my veins i'm always down just and just the fact that it's called quantum manium i mean that reminds me so much of wrestlemania and i'm i'm down for that <laughs> i hope they have some kind of low-key just homage to some kind of wrestling i want to see paul rudd in just like a makeshift ant-man suit fighting in a wrestling ring made of twigs Anthony or some other kind of <laughs> they should, no you remember we used to have the toy the toy ring for the like little mm-hmm. you know you put them on the rope and you have them fling at each other yeah. or something like that yep. that's what they you get them shrinking down small oh. enough so they can fight wrestle it out on those rings I'd be so down for that but yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I, I don't think whatever quantum manium wants to be I'm going to love I there's nothing to me that Paul Rudd can't not do and so just watching him in this, I loved Ant-Man. I loved Ant-Man and the Wasp. I love him as Scott Lang. Hell yeah, give it to me. Well, we know he can't age, so there's that. Right. He's <laughs> whatever weird science experiment serum, whatever it is that Keanu Reeves is on, Paul Rudd is also on it. <laughs> True. <laughs> He's on the exact opposite of what the Shazam kids have, and they haven't still made the sequel, but whatever. <laughs> But we're not mad about it. You no, can't not at it. all. No, no. True. Good vibes. Good vibes only. <laughs> you can be mad about that one, Rafa. I give you permission. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're returning to outer space with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Uh, I mean, who's not going to be there for that? Everybody loves cool. those two movies. It's it's cool. going to be... It's going to be... I mean, 
off the chain. I said off as, the chain. As long as volume three is better than volume two, we've we've gone through the list. We know how I stand on Guardians Volume Two. So we don't have to get into it. I'm right. Everyone else has a different opinion, and it's okay to be wrong sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that's the passion, Ian. That's the passion. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, gotta love what you love, hate what you hate. And at the end of the day, we got adult Groot, we got baby Groot, we got adolescent Groot. Are we gonna get Abuelo, old man Groot? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see, like, from the movie Coco, like the abuela, but like he's Groot, so, like he's an abuelo just in a chair, and it's like Groot. And so that's what I want. <laughs> just no. also, what, what songs do you anticipate are going to be in Volume Three? Oh, <clears throat> late '80s jams. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be some late '80s jams in there. You're going to get some maybe creeping into the early '90s. We're, if we're going that far, we're going to get Smells Like Teen Spirit, and I oh, feel yeah. like we're going to get Panama by Van Halen. Panama! That'd be great. And he's just like driving to Milano. Yeah. Panama! I'd be so down. I've been wanting to ask this of Magic Bollock since, uh, so hopefully he's still in the chat. I've been wanting to ask him this since the trailer came out, but the, the logo for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has the the image of the Knight Rider f- fucking rawr, rawr thing on it. So <laughs> I know he's a big, uh, big fan of uh, 80s cars, 80s TVs and movie cars. So I wonder if he saw, he, 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 saw, he saw that or not. Uh, Malfoy wants uh, Jump by Van Halen in there. And you know what? I'd be cool with it as long as there was some Van Halen in there. I feel like, and this might be too late, but I feel like there might be a little bit of like TLC in there, like waterfalls or or creep. creep yeah, <laughs> yeah. Creep would be great. Yeah, creep would be great. Or yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, also, Magic Bollocks just gave you smiley face with big old star eyes. It's <laughs> <Just> like ah. <laughs> so. I assume that means yes. Yes, he he dug it. Okay, and then the last thing was a little a little tease, a little tease. Oh, the maybe the end. Of, no, not the X Men, <laughs> not Blade, which we thought I thought might have been showing up, but a four, most likely four Fantastic Four. But I have heard that maybe it meant Captain America four, <laughs> which we know we're going to be getting. But that'd be uh, such a shitty thing to do. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they know what they're doing. It has to be fantastic. Right, right. It I mean, I've be. already started seeing comics recently in Fantastic Four where they're making Reed Richards look like John Krasinski and it's messing me no, up. No, really? Yes, mm. I will. Give me a second. I'm going to find it. I'm going to yeah. find this picture. Look, find it. I'm going to show it. He's You're not my give... first choice because I want him to play Oliver Queen in the, on the big screen, but I'm not going to be upset when he's actually Reed Richards. However, See, you're, I came you're up making with... Mitch's heart happy. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with a, a casting uh the other day that i thought would be pretty good oh daniel day kim i think he would be a great reed richards i don't know if if you all remember daniel day kim from lost uh yes yeah so i thought i thought he'd be a great pretty great reed richards you can currently watch him on uh new amsterdam on nbc there you go new amsterdam Mm. (laughs) there was one i saw earlier 
let me find it real quick. <clears throat> that I think uh, they were talking about. It's it's not something that would happen, but it's something that I kind of want to happen. Um, and that would be making Reed Richards uh, played by by famed WWE wrestler Kofi Kingston. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm here for that. Like, like do do you think? <laughs> so overall, that's a very interesting choice for sure. <laughs> but like, I'm here for it. Also, uh, Magic Bollocks really wants Ice Ice Baby involved in uh, the the next Guardians film. The soundtrack somehow. Yeah, I and mean, Malfoy's hype for for Daniel Dekim. I could see just about anything showing up with James Gunn behind the 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 soundtrack. So, uh, and I'm here for it. And that's what this trailer did. This trailer made it so that I'm super hyped. Not that I wasn't already, but super hyped for all the stuff we're going to be getting MCU related in the next three years. So, see, but this is actually an elaborate ruse because if you take the four and turn it ever so slightly, like they want us to do, it becomes an X in a circle. In which case, obviously, it's the X Men. <laughs> I was obviously yes. I, I was still seeing like that four like is just enough like an Avengers A to be like haha we we're fooling you again it's just another Avengers movie. <laughs> okay, so so I found mad. it. I found it. It's in an issue. It's it's one of the it's one of the comics that are coming up Marvel Stormbreakers. So basically, it's R B Silva art, and I think this is from Fantastic twenty five, twenty six, twenty eight. I got it in the issue of Sword. Tell me, and hopefully you'll be able to see it. Tell me that oh, yeah. is not John Krasinski. Oh, that's that's definitely John yeah. Krasinski. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's John 100%. Krasinski right from The Quiet Place. Yep. <laughs> uh, also known as Beard Krasinski. <laughs> yep. So they're, they're doing it. They're doing it. John Beardzinski? I think that one. That's the one I was going to I would I would go with. <laughs> uh, but as I said, we did not see a tease of Blade, which I believe the MCU is calling Blade the Vampire Slayer. Like that's the title they're going to be like going with. Buffy. With Mahersha, Mahersha I Ali. Hope I, I hope not. I hope not too, but uh, we'll see. Even if they called it like Blade, colon, the Daywalker, that'd be cooler than the Vampire Slayer. That's right. Yeah. It would. <laughs> <laughs> or like Blade, colon, I'm going to kick that ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, Blade is just one of those movies that doesn't need... It doesn't It doesn't need, like, a, a subtitle. It's just Blade. Blade is perfect. It Unless is. you're trying to differentiate between movies. In which case... I liked Blade and Blade 2. Like, just give it a 2. Give it a 3. Well, yeah. I guess they didn't give it a 3. They gave it Trinity. There is a, there is a weird subtitle for the second Blade movie. It's, it's in like, certain markets. I just saw it. Where was it? If it didn't happen in America, it didn't happen. So. I mean, that is <laughs> that is very American of you. <laughs> what if what if they call it Mahersha Ali's Blade? <laughs> Mahersha Ali in Blade. Blade. The Blade. Um, Malfoy just said, "quote a Star Wars story." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but in 1998, we got a Blade movie. We got a Blade movie with one. Grandmaster Black Belt martial artist Wesley Snipes. Like, 
obviously, I'd seen movies with Wesley Snipes in it before, but I'd never seen Wesley Snipes like this before. So I was, I, I saw this movie and I was all for it. I did not, I didn't know that this was a comic book character when I first saw this movie. Like, like my, my experience with comic book movies at this point was uh, a couple Superman movies and a couple Batman movies. Like, I don't think I'd, I'd seen any other, uh, not to my knowledge, comic book movies, because I never watched the the Punisher movie that came out with Dolph Lundgren before this. I didn't watch Howard the Duck. Like, I, well, I might have watched Howard the Duck, but still. You didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I completely agree. Same. It's, I didn't, when I saw it as a kid, I just thought it was a vampire movie. And just had it had an awesome kung fu in it, and I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm down for this." I mean, you rem- that you, in itself made it so much better. You remember a time mm-hmm. when we actually killed vampires? Like the the, the point yes. was to kill the vampires, not fall in love with them. <laughs> exactly. This was this was kind of like when we talk about vampires, right? You have the two the, the different areas, right? You have the romanticism that's involved in it, which is great, the seduction. But what Blade does so well, and the same thing that another movie I want to drop. What is it? Is it Thirty Days of Night or Thirty Days mm-hmm. of Night? Yeah, like they present these vampires as these horrific monsters, and they will tear you apart, and they need to be destroyed in the most violent and gruesome ways possible. Yes. And as a kid, and even as an adult, I appreciated that because when we're looking at this, right, this is a very interesting kind of startup for what these Marvel movies could be. Because this was before they had the whole idea of this MCU, right? Before they had the shared universe. And this movie is a rated R, straight up late 90s action horror film. It has a very strong 90s aesthetic, which to this day still holds up. And I oh, remind me so much of The Matrix and looks so clean mm. and so cool. Wesley Snipes, though he's not, you know, the nicest man in the world. And yes, he did some questionable things in Blade Trinity, um, which cracked me up to this day. When he was in Blade, like this was a character that was so cool. He had like two grand entrances. The first one in that awesome rave scene when everyone is covered in blood and he walks in, not a speck of blood. Not a speck. Not a speck. Walks in slow motion, has that grin, starts killing vampires. Ends that scene by burning one of them alive. And just dips. And that's the coolest thing in the world. Second introduction <laughs> is after he drinks the blood of Karen. And he comes down and he kills all those vampires. Gets his sword. Puts it down. Ready to fight Deacon Frost. This uh. is a character that was so cool. Even watching it literally two days ago. I got yeah. goosebumps just thinking how cool Blade is. Like this is this is how you introduce <laughs> a character. If we're looking at Tony Stark and Iron Man. Yeah, when he shows up for the first time in the Iron Man suit, he goes to that village and he like has the little the little missile that blows up those bad guys. That that was a cool moment, but nothing is cooler than Wesley Snipes in that black suit just showcasing that dope ass haircut with his fake handled <laughs> shotgun and that awesome katana. It is the <laughs> coolest shit ever. And the best part is he's he plays the stoic, quiet character, but he still has so much personality. He does. He's got that charisma, right? Oh yeah. And God, it's I mean, I could talk about this forever, but <laughs> I love this movie. Some of the CGI effects don't hold up no. as well. But they weren't but good I mean, back then either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm I was so high for all of it. Also, Deacon <clears throat> Frost, sexy ass vampire horrifying 
I love Steven Dorff, especially in Cecil B. Demented. So seeing him in this, I was like, again, this is a movie that I watched so many times as a kid that rewatching this movie, I felt like before a scene happened, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. Oh yeah. And I, and the lines would be in my head before they would come out of their mouths. And it was just so, so <laughs> surreal. Um, <clears throat> so in regards to the charisma, the fact that Wesley Snipes could carry the scene off of like looking at you over his glasses or just like <laughs> that little smile that he does. And just like, eh. like that's yeah. the, that's all he had to do in a scene. And it was just like, that was badass. Like, <laughs> I, I love that. Also, what is this guy's name? Uh, Donald Logue? Donald Logue. Actually, Logue. from from El Centro. Just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, he's wow. from El Centro. <clears throat> um, he's one of those dudes that I've seen in everything. Yeah. And I always forget who he is until I see him. And I'm like, where have I seen you before? <laughs> but like, just going off of a couple things. Obviously, he's in Blade. He was in The Patriot reindeer games departure uh <laughs> he was in uh the entirety of gotham yep he was uh he was harvey Bullock. He, he was gordon's yeah he was gordon's partner there like he's been all over the place and as soon as i saw it i was like oh hey it's that guy haha <laughs> because i had forgotten his role in the movie and i just love him as like the comic relief bad guy who keeps losing his hands <laughs> oh so come on deke i just so grew him fun. back i just grew him back <laughs> and he has these moments where he's scary too that's what yeah. this movie does so well like there's moments of actual horror combined with like grotesque like oh these are vampires like when they introduce pearl that super fat vampire right like that scene is so stuck in my head of when Karen is like shining that ultraviolet light on it and it's just dying. It's just I could smell that room. Like yeah. That's how strong that was. Like I uh, I, I, know that, I remember seeing yeah, that ahead, scene sure. for the first time and just thinking, yeah, they're immortal. They heal from everything. So this per this vampire could sit there and just eat and eat and eat and they wouldn't die. They wouldn't nothing no adverse effects other than the fact that they can't move because they're they're so big. But like that's just that's insane. Like, and I wanted to bring it up earlier. Three movies. Blade. Blade has three movies at this point and one TV series. And everybody talks about the bloodbath scene at the very beginning of the first movie. Like, that is the scene that everybody talks about all the time. And I love it. Malfoy actually just put that in chat. Uh, saying the opening scene makes me physically uncomfortable thinking the pressure needed to pump the blood from bodies to sprinklers. <laughs> and I remember watching it being like oh yeah this is great like all the vampires partying it up like of course hey look it's very matrix reminiscent oh my god like as soon as those sprinklers <laughs> kick on and the one human in there is like i made a mistake i made a mistake i made a mistake <laughs> i did think about that though when i was watching this movie this time i was like why is why did they just bring one human is like were they all going to feed off of this one human was it all just to beat the crap out of this one human is it just to freak him out like why one human in that whole room of vampires I think it was just they were all just at the club. They weren't supposed to bring any humans. There wasn't a plan for it. And she just brought one. Everyone's like, oh, that that one vampire that brings him (laughs) Tracy Lords. Ask ask Magic Bullets. Magic Bullets knows all about Tracy Lords. God. But yeah, no, everyone always talks about that scene. It's because it's so iconic. It's (laughs) it's gross. It has the shock factor. It has that 
sick soundtrack. Everyone's going crazy. You you, you feel for this guy. Like, oh, he's gonna die. And then again, like we talked about just the introduction of the co- the coolest hero ever, with again no goddamn blood on any of his attire. None. Uh-uh. <laughs> Magic Bullocks incidentally chimed in on Tracy Lords. <laughs> what do you say? He's like, ah, former porn star Tracy Lord. <laughs> uh, you mentioned it before. We have Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff. We also have Chris Christopherson, like musician right. turned actor, like big guy, dude that's done everything as Whistler, uh, Donald Logue. Imbush, right? I don't. I don't think I've seen her in anything else other than this movie. Uh, she played Same our here. our yeah. doctor, um, but does an amazing job in this. Like, gives yeah, her does. character more than just the damsel in distress. Like, literally gives her uh, agency in, in everything she does. Uh, oh, she's, she's a badass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like the the minute that she was like, "Look, I'm either gonna like." I'm either hanging out with you or I'm dying. So I'm hanging out with you. And Blade's response was, all right, here's a gun. (laughs) (laughs) And then then she immediately starts working on a cure and she creates that coagulant serum stuff that makes the vampires blow up. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is just very useful. And she's the one who's like, all right, this like archivist in here isn't talking. So like, here's a UV light. Like we we don't have all day. Quite literally like, all right, you going to talk or not? Like she's just kick ass. She's cool the whole way through, and like she's rad. Sanaa <laughs> <laughs> uh, Langtham plays Blade's uh, mother, and also, you know, uh, eventually Deacon Frost's girlfriend, lover. lover? Yeah. Sure. Didn't she also play the main character in Alien vs Predator? Didn't she? Yeah, she did. Like she got uh-huh. okay. after this, she blew up quite a bit. She was in a lot of things. Um, ends up being a lot in a couple of Denzel Washington movies, if I remember correctly. Uh, then, so, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say um, <clears throat> fun facts from chat here, real quick, because they are very talkative this evening. I'm loving this. Uh, Magic Bollocks, fun fact, Tracy is third build and doesn't make it past the opening credits. This is true. And um, from Malfoy, Brenda Song, famously from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, as well as her role from The Social Network, uh, is the little girl who gets thrown at the hot dog stand. That's true. No way. (laughs) I gotta go back. I gotta go back and see that. No way. I I don't believe that. That scene was. If we could talk about that scene for a second, just when Deacon's out there and he's holding her with the long ass nail, uh-huh. I know that part was always like, okay, yeah, he's, gonna, he's gonna kill this small child. And then the fact that he chucks her yeah. through that, that that bus station part, and she's like not unconscious. That in itself was insane. To me. <laughs> and then I, and then Blade just has his little go home. <laughs> yeah. Go home, kid. I'm like Jesus Christ. Get her, get her oh, to a hospital. <laughs> not. Nah. Um, she but wasn't we knocked talking, out or anything. She's fine. <laughs> right. No, but talking back about Blade's mom, it wasn't just me who got some weird incest vibes. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was like, what's okay. going on here? She definitely, I, I am not comfortable. They definitely try to play it off as like the whole, well, your mom died all those years ago. Like, I'm not the same person, like kind of thing. I mean, You're I don't totally think the, the, genetics, the genetics says anything different, but yeah, <laughs> that's what they try I, to play I'm, she was just trying to tell him, I'm one of the demon vampires from the Titty Twister in From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Uh, the last That's cast- something I, 
Oh, go ahead. Something I wish this movie had was the was the dick gun from Dust Till Dawn <laughs> with Tom Savini. <laughs> the thing is so ridiculous just to have a scene where he's like, "Pow!" and shoots it. He's just like. <laughs> so the last cast member that I wanted to bring up is a person that actually is in the MCU twice as two different characters. Uh, the doctor that is a former boyfriend of our main character of Helen. Is that her name? Uh, Karen. Sorry, Karen. Karen. So Curtis, the other doctor, the one that in, ends up being turned into like the zombie kind of like character. Uh, Tim Guini. He eventually plays Major Allen in Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Uh, oh. you, you remember when in the first Iron Man, when the pilots are having to kind of dogfight with Iron Man and they're like, do you know who it is? And like, I need to take him out of there. Like he's talking to Rhodey. Uh, also in, I want to say the Punisher, he's the father of, um, the Punisher TV series that was on Netflix. He's the father of, uh, one of the characters that, uh, comes back from the war and is kind of messed up trying to get it, get it, get his head right but uh like him and his dad are keep father uh, fighting over stuff and i think his dad eventually gets killed so tim gets killed in that hmm. oh yeah yeah that makes sense oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. but that character so again when we're talking about the horror that part where she's thrown down there and he's just the way that he's talking like this and then and again she kicks his ass like she gets out of there <laughs> but that scared the shit out of me <laughs> Uh, like the the body horror stuff in this movie is really well done, mm-hmm. and like the the gore in it, like obviously it's a vampire movie. There's gonna be a ton of blood. It for as much as it was, it doesn't feel gratuitous. <laughs> the only part that I felt like might have been gratuitous is when he first uses those blood coagulant like weapon, where you know their their head it, like grows and then blows yeah. Out. That's about okay. it, though. I, I, it's how I, I, I love that. That every time I see that scene, <laughs> I just want to drink a big gallon Kool Aid. <laughs> I'm so so hype because those are the same two. Because they're not. It's weird because okay, those two actors are the same familiars who follow Karen that are in the elevator. Oh, is it? And, but in that scene, they're both familiars because they have the tag. Uh-huh. But then in that scene now. I don't know if they were turned into they vampires. Been, yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, that scene is just so good. Cause again, I love all the martial arts, even that moment where they're in that, uh, the lair of Pearl, the big fat vampire. And the fact that blade has to fight that little girl and she just straight up using her, her kicks on him. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm down for this. <laughs> um, I love the, like talking about the vampires that followed Karen and the, the elevator and all that stuff. When she finally gets back to her apartment and the other familiar, the cop shows up and Blake comes in and it's just wrecking up the apartment. And the whole time Karen's like, really? Do you have really? to, do you have to destroy myself? <laughs> yep. And I like that from that point, like right before when she turns around to, to spray those uh, those familiars with the with the the, the mace the the garlic mace like we've been waiting for that to work because she uses it yep. on the cop and like it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't pay off until the very end of the movie when you forgot that she still has it and she uses mm-hmm. it on the on the 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 side chick on Deacon Frost's side chick like yep. right it's, into her mouth and she chokes on it. Yep. This movie is explodes. like this movie is a great example of how to write 
like an action horror movie that simultaneously takes itself too seriously and nowhere near seriously enough. Like so lo- there's like, lo- yeah, go I for lo- it. I love that you bring up the writer since magic box will, and I will have this fight until the day we die. David S. Goyer is the writer of this. Uh, he will go on to write, uh, or at least partly write, the the Dark Knight series, uh, the other Blade movies. He directs the third Blade movie, which I like the most, and I know not a lot of people do. Triple uh, H. Not my Detroit. favorite, but it's it's a it's still a great film. That is the okay. So, quick tangent: Blade <laughs> Trinity is the first book, like movie novelization, I ever purchased and read from cover to to end oh just because I, I love that movie that much i can't wait till we get to that really movie good. and ask you about it ask you all about <laughs> oh, it oh. what's the name of the guy who played dracula dominic purcell that, no, that no not purcell dom oh man but he's I, a dude in in uh legends of tomorrow right? yeah he's in legends tomorrow now or at least that he, dude yeah. i he plays such a sexy dracula <laughs> I, yeah we'll save it for we'll save it for blade trinity we'll save it for blade trinity <laughs> Just check it in with uh, check it in from chat here. Uh, as soon as you brought up the writer, uh, two messages back to back from Magic Bollocks. Just boo! <laughs> How dare he? How dare he? Uh, also, I, Rafa Ten Speed says hello. Hi, Sydney. I miss you. <laughs> and then the director of this movie, Steve Stephen Norrington, goes on to direct uh, another comic book movie. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, also would be the last movie he directs, which is unfortunate. I like The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but... But uh, the world wasn't ready for that movie. It really wasn't. wasn't. It really wasn't. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) let's think from chat here for a minute. Um, My sister says, "It's it's a whole separate archetype. You have your Draculas, and you have your sexy Draculas. Fair. Yeah, like, that, that, gotta, that's a good point. I you mean, you gotta keep them. Bram, Bram Stoker like ends up using both in that one movie, right? Don't they? They <laughs> trying to make Gary Oldman look like a sexy Dracula. True. I mean, to be fair, has there ever not been a sexy Dracula? Let's, let's uh, think about that. Okay, I was, but that's not technically Dracula, unless we're just calling vampires Draculas, which I feel like <laughs> might be a little <laughs> Maybe you're. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's fair. That that is part of the allure of Dracula, right? To make him sexy and make it so that everyone we apologize falls in love with him. to anyone who identifies as a vampire. And <laughs> talking about that, by the way, God, watching this. So before I watched rewatched Blade this week, I just finished uh, season season two of What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, all of it just just fits so well so well together. I love it. I a good like choice. They should have a Blade like character show up in that show. Exactly. Doesn't know, but Wesley Snipes is in that. He plays one of the, one of the, um, one of the familiar. No, one of the the Vampire Nation, I believe. Oh, really? I love yeah. that. In the TV He's series, in it, I remember. In the TV series, because there's an oh, episode towards the, the end series. where it's all of them together, like it's the Vampire Nation, and it's like, um, the she was the wife to Marilyn Manson, but not anymore. Rachel Evan Wood. Oh, okay. So it's her, and then it's a couple of big actors, the people from the movies. It's it's a whole thing. Watch what we do in the shadows is a great series. Okay. I had a thought and I lost it. Nope, it's there. Hi. Okay. I have two questions about like vampire mechanics that the end of this movie gave us. Okay. All right. One. 
Uh, it was Karen that killed his, or no, it was Blade that killed his mom with the bone, right? With the bone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm cool with it if he had staked her in the heart, like whatever, you know, like, but it looked like he stabbed her like just under the sternum, like in like the stomach. So are we just going to be like, nah, it's cool. Cause blade, like I'm down to call it that. If we want to call it, that. I think it's that. Okay. Because there was a scene right after that in Rafa talked about it earlier when he, he does a second intro where he comes down with the sword after he's already like beat everybody's ass with his hands and he does the (laughs) whole flippy with the sword thing. But then the two guys that are behind him start to dust. I'm like, why did they dust? They didn't get hit with anything. And I have the perfect answer. It's because blade, as they say, is the chosen one and his arms are weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. And it's it's that passion, that energy. He wanted his mom vampire to die so bad with that bone that she just did. All right. Now, Vampire Mechanics Part 2. Okay. Also, because I called it Vampire Mechanics, Magic Bollock said, yep, vampires can definitely change your oil. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> Blade has to succumb to the thirst to live. He drinks Karen's blood. Mm-hmm. Is it the fact that he's like he was the daywalker, so he drinks the blood and he's now like a confirmed vampire, but he's still the daywalker or what? Because at the end, they come out in the sunlight like it's no big deal, but he kind of had to become what he was fighting to beat Deacon. If I was reading that, well, I don't think that he, even if he just drank blood, it wouldn't make it so that he wasn't the daywalker. Being the daywalker is just because he was half, half human, half vampire. Okay, so was it was this whole thing about like I ain't drinking the blood, just more of like a a moral like a moral stance? Oh, I'm man. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously, drinking the blood makes drinking human blood makes him stronger. Yes, way cooler. Which allowed him to just murder everyone in that room immediately. Also, the best part, right, is when um, I forget the name of the actor, but um, Quinn. The, the lackey, the, the comic relief. It's like, all right, let me take him out. Killed immediately. <laughs> and then just as he dies, right, the sunglasses goes up, catches him, the music starts playing, puts him on, kills everybody else. Oh, I, I was I was watching that fight with my brother-in-law, and he's like, I got him, here we go. And he just gets hit with that like silver Garrett wire. And uh-huh. he catches, the, as the music hits, and he catches the sunglasses, my brother-in-law goes, oh, they fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the passion that that's the feeling you get that's why this movie has tested has, has lasted the test of time because you know it, it there's better movies that exist but this movie just feels cool and that's the whole thing it feels cool it's mm-hmm. a good two hours of just vampire killing and then everything about it is just so much fun going back to a point though talking about him drinking blood watching him drink karen's blood first of all as a kid was so sexual and even now so i just remember just thinking, <laughs> as oh a 39 God, year old that was very sexual right <laughs> and god the amount of blood that he drank from her she could still walk and kill deacon's like <laughs> second in command with her garlic spray i don't know how she was even <laughs> conscious let alone alive and that's after killing a whole grip of other vampires with that kick-ass shotgun that yep. you never have to reload because <laughs> it kills vampires. <laughs> I mean, it can hold 12. It's fine. I, I think we counted in one scene, and it was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
<laughs> I mean, it, uh, it it shoots regular slugs or or whatever. Yeah. But then it also shoots like um, stakes, like silver stakes, which I don't know how that works. <laughs> but way to go, Whistler! <laughs> right. And bringing up Whistler, oh my god, the tragedy of the character that is like angry, cool grandpa, like. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Whistler. For now, like one one thing I noticed in this one, I never realized that his first name was Abraham. Like as in going with the whole Bram Stoker, Abraham Stoker. Uh, and two, did this time watching it? I know this is this isn't your second time watching the movie, but like the fact that you know that he's going to return in the second movie does did it change anything for either of you? Does or did it still hit? It still hit. It just made me mad. Where it's like, nah, you know, you got bit a whole bunch. Like, why don't you just be like, nah, nah, I'm good. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's it's it still hits because I think the main part of it is he is a surrogate father in a sense to Blade, and this is the first moment where he see we see him be vulnerable as he's cleaning the blood wounds, and I think that's a really important scene. But then Whistler just basically says, "Give me your gun. Get the fuck out of here." And I think that in itself makes it more powerful for me. And I like that moment. I just want them to hug each other, but I'm never going to get that, of course, because they're too (laughs) macho to do that. But the thing, it's more of a technical thing that makes me angry because I know he comes back, but we hear him shoot himself. Yet he comes back and it's it's always like, well, maybe he doesn't shoot himself or he shoots himself wrong. Because the whole thing is he didn't really get bit. They just kind of beat the shit out of him. And then they put him in that, tub or whatever just to use him against blade one day and then blade gets him out and then we get daryl dixon which is awesome hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's spoilers for blade two <laughs> yeah uh, wait, magic bullock says whistler should hang out with stick from daredevil that would be cool oh. i would love to hear that conversation of the two of them just like complaining <laughs> I killed so many vampires. I killed so many ninjas. Well, I killed so many vampire ninjas. Well, I killed eighteen thousand more ninjas than your vampire ninjas. <laughs> uh, yeah, no this this is a this is a great movie. Um, there's so much more that we could be talk. We could top probably talk for a lot more, but uh, we're getting <laughs> we're getting towards the end. Uh, let's talk about that. I don't know. Does anybody remember? Was there any toys that came out of this movie? It's an R-rated movie. Did they make toys for kids from R-rated movies at that time? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I don't remember Blade toys coming out, and I would have gotten something. So, what's the toy that you would have <laughs> loved to seen? Um, the Blade like costume set. Where it's like a vest and the sword, and you have like uh, like a, a thing of like like plastic stakes. <laughs> I would have loved, I would have loved a six inch um, blade action figure. It's one of those though, where like you put the sword in his hands, and then you 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 squeeze the legs, and he does this. <laughs> and then, he, and then he, he comes with like a like a vampire two set. And then, like, maybe, like, if you stab them, like, the head can come off or it has a removable head. That'd be cool. <laughs> Those are toys um, that I would love. And Tenspeed pointed out there were the McFarlane Blade toys. Oh. But we're talking, like, there's those, but we're talking more of, like, the, like, run-of-the-mill, like, mm-hmm. like Walmart kind of toys. Yeah. All right. 
Um, I also think that if you wanted to get like action figure playset kind of stuff, um, you do the like the the tomb from the end. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. You do the tomb from the end, and uh, there at that point, then you could put out uh, action figures for all of the main characters. Okay. And you complete the set so you can recreate the scene. Because why wouldn't you want to recreate the scene? <laughs> See, See I like that. Go ahead, Mitch. Oh, I was going to say, I want, I definitely want a, a LaMagra, like Deacon Frost, that like in the middle splits and there's like a red, like red gack, like in between there <laughs> that just does the whole scene where he's like, ah, yep. that comes right back together. Uh, but what were you gonna? Oh, I also want I want a toy. I wanted the the toy of the the boomerang that he uses in the first the first bloodbath yep. scene. Like that that that's a badass weapon. I would love to have seen that. Uh, what were you gonna say? Going going back to what Ian was saying, right? With the playset, same same idea. Just make it Lego, just so that I can have Pearl as a giant Lego. Just <laughs> <of the> Hutt- <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love that so much. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Uh, so there were blade toys. Thank you, Ten Speed. I appreciate you. I was looking on my side also, because um, I misread. They were asking if it was McFarland toys, but then she linked to Blade movie, Blade in trench coat by Toy Biz, and it's just uh, Blade in the trench coat with all of the like weapons as like accessories to put in their hand. Mm. It's pretty great. I kind of want it because I remember seeing Blade like action figures and stuff at Hastings. But that was well after the fact. So, like, um, also, I want the motorcycle. <laughs> Always. Uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that there is an alternate ending for Blade where there was uh, Michael Morbius actually shows up. Uh, you don't really get to see him. He's like on a faraway um, uh, rooftop. Uh, but you, we know that it was Michael Morbius, the living vampire. We're we're not going to get to see Michael Morbius again until uh, shows up in Sony in 2022. So there's that. Which I'm sorry if we're bringing Morbius into it. Why aren't we getting a Blade movie? <laughs> They're working on it. Don't worry. No, no, I'm upset. I'm <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, I want it now because I. Do you think that they can have it done? By the time we finish Blade Trinity, they might. Kind of, you know what? What kind of a petition or what kind of petition can we get started to have them say, "Give us the uh, Mahersha cut. Give it to us. Give it to you us." You know man. what? I'll, I'll make you this deal. By the time we finish Blade Trinity, hit me with a budget, and I'll get you. I'll get you the new Blade movie made. <laughs> 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 I, I would love to see that. And then I think I believe there was also an alternate to the to the Lamagra scene where like Deacon Frost just turns into a giant like tornado of blood and his face just shows up every once in a while. It's even worse special effects than what we got. Oh yeah. So it didn't test well with audiences because they wanted the payoff of Blade killing uh Deacon Frost after all that he did to him. So Ultimately, they decided to do the superior option, which was Deacon Frost is Deacon Frost, but with the red eyes, you know, letting us know that he's been superpowered. What'd you think of using the 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 coagulant to kill Deacon Frost as a, as I a thought way to go? It was, it was the best method just because by chopping him up, he wouldn't have died. So blowing him up and just seeing him just turn into a grotesque monster and exploding. I love that as a kid. And even watching it now, I still 
loved it. So I still find I it, no problem with it. I still find it hilarious that the the director decided to keep that one leg, the left leg, like in in the right shape. Like everything else grows <laughs> grotesquely big, but the leg stays the same, and then he blows up. Like yep. I guess uh, Blade just didn't throw a needle into that leg, and then that and then one leg survived. And then um, uh, Stephen Dwarf, you know, takes that last needle to the head and turns straight to the camera to look. Yep. <laughs> look like, oh, man, I fucked up. It's, it's for the audience to see. <laughs> That's really... what you get, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, I I love it. I, I think that if he had just like stabbed him full of the anticoagulant, it wouldn't have been as cool. It's that last one where he throws it up and then kicks it. it has to kick that it. Makes it. Yeah. That makes it just True. so cool. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so where, what, if anything from this movie, do you think will show up in Mahershala Ali's blade? <clears throat> I think uh, we're gonna have a lot of the the, the meditation, more of the meditation scenes, where okay. he's kind of one with himself doing that. He's gonna be wearing sunglasses inside all the time, which I'm all about. Ha- has to be. Are you kidding me? They have to be Oakley Force. Yep, yep. And I wonder if they're gonna go with Ball Blade or if they're gonna go with the Wesley Snipes Blade hair. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. That is a good question. I'm mm, I don't think that you're gonna get a bald one, and I don't think you're gonna get the like the stripes that you got from Wesley Snipes. I'm, I, I think you'll still have hair though. Uh, who would you cast uh, as Whistler? I, I, I need a minute. Cause I had the first name popped into my head is a total meme. And I don't want to actually give you a meme for this one. <laughs> Cause the first one that popped into mind was Steve Carell. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, that's not the answer. Magic bollocks says Sam Elliott. I mean, um, Sam Elliott would be great, and people would be like, "Did they just get the same guy to come back?" Because <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't be able to tell the difference between Chris Chris Christopherson and Sam Elliott. Uh, um, and then they'd also think, "Why is Thunderbolt Ross also Whistler?" Because like, <laughs> these three guys all look the same. That's true. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know who would who would be a good Whistler. Yeah, I feel like I just have to see him. Hugh in Laurie. Yeah, that's. Dr. Ooh, House. Huh. <laughs> I'd be here for it. 10Speed um, says Jeff Bridges. Obadiah Stane coming back uh, after being... <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Th- I'm so here for it, though. It, it wouldn't be the first time that they've reused car- actors. So no, why not at all. Lot, yeah. And like I'm 100% here for that. Uh, we could also do... What's this? Ah, damn it. Hold on. Let me find names. How converse amongst that, yourselves how about the guy that played uh i'd like to see the dude that played jorah mormont from game of thrones Ooh, wow okay yeah 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 i think it's like ian or glenn i think that's his name yeah oh something God. like that he just recently played um uh bruce wayne in titans yes he did yeah speaking so of I think that ooh, could work. what about uh uh pierce brosden Ooh, ooh, that'd be nice yeah Get him all gruffed up and and like walking around with a a limp. I I, I wouldn't Ooh. mind seeing that. Okay, Here, here's this then, because <clears throat> another ten speed recommendation. Uh, Method Man. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Is he old enough? Like he's got to be so. older than than Mahershala Ali. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, but then again, no, no, no. it's Disney. They no. can make anybody look any age. So fuck the bullshit. If they're going to do it right, if they're going to go that route, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes plays him. I mean, that's Yo. not a bad. That's not a bad call. Get him to come that, back maybe, and be Wesley, yeah, Whistler. Maybe maybe change the name or update it differently. Something. Maybe this is a different type of blade. I don't know. Whatever they want yeah, to do. And I'd like to see Wesley Snipes in some capacity in this film. And like Method Man's not like a young dude anymore. He's not like old, but he's not like he's not like young. So <laughs> I mean, there has to be at least a good twenty years in age between the two of them for it to work. If you find, if... I, I think I think we could do that. I, okay. I think between the two characters, I think it would be just fine. Um, and uh, also, if he were still around, I think Alex Trebek could have been really cool. That would have been but an again, interesting choice. My my yeah, my chat been. is out here. My chat is out here with the fire recommendations right now. This isn't <laughs> me. Um, but like, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. You would have been rad as Whistler. Uh. <laughs> Any last thoughts from the chat, just in general, about uh, Blade and how great it is? Like, yes, this movie is over what twenty years old now. Um, yep, and we still all enjoyed it even with its flaws like it was just as good now as it was then when we watched it so uh i am all for uh what they're gonna do next with blade it does have a huge legacy to live up to though yes it does rafa where can people find you online if you enjoyed me hanging out with everybody here, you can find me on YouTube as Mobile Rafi. I review action figures as well as sometimes talk about movies, video games, and just kind of my everyday whatever I'm doing. I love superheroes. I love wrestling. Or you can also follow me on Twitter. Same thing, at Mobile Rafi, where I discuss and sometimes post, again, things um, on my movie channel, which is at Rafa at the Movies. And yeah, come check me out. I'd love for you guys to come talk to me, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Rafa has good taste in toys. He does. Ian, where can people find you online? Hi. <clears throat> uh, if you're listening to this in the future, which is now your present, and now oddly your past as well, um, nope. you can find us live on Wednesdays at twitch.tv slash Ianflux. We do this every week. You heard, you heard me talking about what chat was saying. If you want to be a part of chat and have a contribution to the conversation, come through. There's nothing stopping you other than maybe time zones, in which case that's a you problem. Um, <laughs> but if you want to talk to me, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Ianflux12 and Instagram, forgot the word there, at Ianflux. Either way, that is I-A-N-F-L-U-X and on Twitter, I-A-N-F-L-U-X, the number's one, two. And don't look now, but if you ask very nicely, Mitch will tell you where to find him on the internet. I mean, if you really want to find me, you can you, you, you can come find me. I am on Twitter. I am at Mitchopedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. Remember to come back next week. We're going to be jumping into a, one of the Marvel movies that I have never seen. I've uh, never I seen this either. one. 
Nick Fury, Agent of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. starring David Hasselhoff. I have never seen this movie. Oh I am God. super excited to watch it and talk about uh, it. I think I'm, I'm going to be super disappointed, but I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to be disappointed, and I'm ready to get past it to talk about X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to... Geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.